Are you destined to be just like your mom or dad? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Estevan Medina, who ended up just like his father, who was a drug dealer. You know, I think there are people who really admire their parents and say, gosh, I want to be just like my mom or just like my dad. Mm -hmm. But we hear about those people who are like, I want to do exactly opposite. I never want to be like my dad or my mom. Yeah. There's a lot of people who really struggle with that. You know, I'm going to talk about the second part because there's certain characteristics or maybe hurts that people get from their parents Mm -hmm. or they see a specific lifestyle from their parents and they say, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything. You know, I want to do exactly opposite. I'm going to be my own person. Yeah. But a lot of people they find when they grow up, they find themselves doing the very things that they hated, almost like it's the family curse, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I have someone who's close to me who always said that. I never want to be like my mom. I never want to be like my mom. And as I watch this person grow up and have kids, she did the same things and even oh. worse. Oh, and wow. it was like, wow. I mean, for me, I didn't have that in my heart to say, I never want to be like my mom. But I knew there were things that I wanted to do differently. I wanted to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that differently, but sometimes we can get into a trap when we say we never want to end up a certain way. It's almost (laughs) like it can happen and it's a scary thought. Well, it's almost like a tiger saying, I'm never going to be a tiger. You know, Mm. it's just, it's not going to happen. But what I found in my life that sometimes is who are you going to role model after? And what's really helped me is in the Bible, it says in Matthew chapter 23, verses 9, it says, Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. When we understand that God is our father, he's the one who specifically made us, designed us, so he knows how we really should be. Mm -hmm. Because I think the biggest struggle for a lot of us is who do I want to be when I grow up? And so many of us say, well, I don't want to be like my parents. But what if God wants certain things to be like your parents? You know, what if you're a tiger, but he's going to show you how that tiger is supposed to behave? You know, I think that we have the perfect manual and it's the Bible and God teaches us how to love, how to raise our children and how to be like him. And so no matter what family we came out of, whether it was in our eyes picture perfect or if it was just a riotous type family or one of those dysfunctional families, mm-hmm. we can say, you know what? I want to mimic. I want to do things God's way. Yeah. And when we start to seek Him and say, Lord, how do you want me to raise my children? How do you want me to do things? He leads us and guides us in our path. Let's hear from Esteban after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Estevan Medina, and he died and came back. And during the time he died, he heard the voice of God. And we're going to find out more about that and what brought him to his death. Let's welcome to the show, Estevan. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yes, Esteban, and I understand that as a young guy, you ended up getting into a gang. You didn't have quite the role models that you needed. 
So it really brought you into this situation and you were getting into trouble left and right. Can you tell me a little bit about that? From a very young age, what I remember is my dad used to sell drugs. In the late 80s, I believe, is like when the cocaine started really hitting the streets. Mm-hmm. And he was selling that and he ended up getting addicted to it, him and my mom. Mm. So from a very young age, I've seen a lot of things that I shouldn't have seen. Yeah. But also, like, when my parents became addicted to it, we went from having things to losing everything. Mm. And I think that really threw us off. And then I ended up catching a case at the age of 12 when I was locked up. And from the age of 12 to 17, I was in and out of facilities. Oh, wow. So you were in and out of facilities, in and out of street fights and different gang things. You were in trouble for stealing a car. You got caught with a gun. And at 17 years old, you got out of the juvie and ended up getting shot and things just continued to escalate. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So I had paroled to Denver when I was 17 and then I had gotten a scholarship to go to college and I was doing that. And I ended up at a stoplight. We got into a fight. Some guys pulled up at the stoplight. We jumped out of the car. We started fighting. I think one of the guys I was with stabbed one of the guys that was in the other vehicle and we left we left that scene and we went to another house and them gang members that we had gone into a fight with they knew where that house was and they came back and they pulled up about half a block away and we started walking towards them and somebody pulled up a shotgun and just shot so i wasn't like shot by a bullet but i got hit with pellets Mm. in the back of my head wow and then i understand as things continue to progress You went to a party, two people got stabbed, and because no one would come forward and you were at that party, you ended up getting in trouble for that. Tell me about that. Yeah, so we were at a party, and it started with one guy. Nobody fought, but he was like, I'm going to go get my cousins and I'll be back. We didn't think he was going to come back, and he did come back with his cousins, and it just became like an all-out fight. And Mm -hmm. what I remember is I was fighting with one guy, and all of a sudden somebody started screaming. And kind of stopped and looked over. And I remember him holding his arm and then he let go. And it was like blood just squirted out. Mm. Later come to find out that a main artery had been hit in his arm. And that's why the blood was squirting out like that. So once I seen that, I didn't know who was stabbing who. So I wasn't trying to get stabbed. So I left. And and the guys that I was with, they ended up getting arrested that night. And then like about two weeks later, the cops had been looking for me. And I was finally picked up and went through the whole process with the courts and all that. And ended up getting seven years in prison for that. Wow. You know, when you were in the gang life and you were just doing your thing, survival, really, what were some of the things you were thinking or feeling? Did you feel like you being in a gang was going to protect you somehow or that maybe it was your family? And what goes through someone's mind maybe in that type of a situation who's part of a gang? Well, growing up like that, I definitely thought like it was family. And then, you know, just from all the things that I have seen and stuff like that, it just seemed normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really see no other way. It just seemed like, you know what I mean? I was taking steps that my dad was leaving me, Mm. picking up where he left off. And it was like a generational curse that I later found out it was a generational curse because I ended up doing the same things that I hated, Mm. you know, that my dad was doing. Wow. All this stuff that he had going on, like, even though I hated it, I fell into that lifestyle myself. Wow. Wow. So after you got out of this, did you end up staying in jail for, was it jail or prison for seven years? 
I went to prison for seven years. So oh. I was 18 when I got to prison. And I remember for like the first week I was locked down for 23 hours a day. And I just remember like thinking back and blaming my parents and saying, this is all their fault. Mm. And the reason I felt like that was because like shouldn't be in this situation. And if my parents would have been parents, then I wouldn't be here. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I never got disciplined for anything that I did. Mm. I was able to do whatever I wanted, mm. but it took everything from me. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so did you end up spending the rest of those years there? And how did that anger and maybe bitterness towards your parents continue to fester in your heart? Well, I was 18 years old in prison and the anger, the bitterness, everything just built up. And I just really couldn't, like, I didn't talk to my dad for the whole time that I was in prison. You know, my mom wrote me and stuff like that. And it was just like, I guess I switched over into survival mode and you know, I just needed to do what I needed to do while I was there. And then I'll figure out what I'm going to do when I get out. When I did get out though, I had made some new connections in prison and I got out and started sounding dope. Like immediately as I got out. Wow. And it's amazing to me that even though you were in prison for so long, you wouldn't have cleaned up your life, you came back out and possibly could end up back there. Right. And that's just like a crazy thing. Did you think that if you got out and you start selling dope, you wouldn't get caught? You know, I didn't even really think about getting caught. It was just about getting out and catching up, get back on my feet and get back into the game. And like, even as a juvenile, I remember like I did get sent home a couple times and it never lasted because every time I got sent home, I went straight back to the same neighborhood. Mm. with the same friends with the same people and I fell back into the same thing and I was never able to finish probation or parole or whatever I was on I was never able to finish it wow always on a cycle and then you ended up drinking alcohol and we're going to talk about that in our next show how you became an alcoholic and how that actually ended up causing you to have end-stage liver disease which actually took your life and you heard the voice of God, and we're going to have you back on our next show. And we're going to pray for those who are listening now who really feel like their lives are messed up because someone messed it up for them. They're bitter. They're angry. Maybe they can't forgive their parents because they weren't raised right. And we're going to pray for them right now. Thank you so much, Estevan. We'll have you on our next show. Thank you. Father God, we just thank you so much for this testimony. And I think that some of the things that Estevan shared about the anger, the bitterness, and then it causing us to go into this cycle a constant cycle of doing the wrong thing mm -hmm. and just not even thinking about it, just rushing right into it and not even thinking anything about how it might affect us or people around us. Yes. But it's so easy to get to that point where we're just living a life where we're not really sure what the purpose is and we're just doing whatever we want to do just to do it. Mm -hmm. Father God, thank you so much for Estevan sharing and just being really real with us in this moment and in this time about how he just really hated how he was doing the things that he did hate. Mm. And he was copying a lifestyle that he wished he wouldn't have, but he ended up being there. He ended up being stuck in this constant mm -hmm. cycle. How many of us who are listening right now could say, gosh, I'm right there. Mm -hmm. I find myself doing things that I hated and that I said to myself, I would never do. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing them. Yes. Jesus, you're the only one who can break the chains. Mm -hmm. You're the only one who can truly bring real deliverance, showing us 
how we need to break free from some things. I mm-hmm. pray right now, Lord God, that for someone who's listening and saying, you know, do I need any deliverance from anything? Mm-hmm. Reveal to us right now, Lord God. Yeah, set the people free, Lord. What is the cycle that keeps us in this constant over and over again? And what's the answer? God, give it to us now mm-hmm. in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Please join us next time for Real Life. <laughs>